0: Mystery, Mr. Chad Prevost. Yeah, good to be here with you, Dunder. Man, Moon River Fest was crazy.
1: You know what? I was telling you a story. I was at I was at Milk and Honey on the North Shore here in Chattanooga. Yeah. It was one of those situations. Like I've never, aside from like at conferences, I've never been recognized for like what the truck. But I meant milk and honey, and I, there was a like mistaken identity. The lady there, some lady, some lady she was like, she did not believe me that I was not the organizer. Drew Holcomb. Of the Moon River Festival. You do look like Drew Holcomb. I had no idea. Shout who, out, I, Drew Holcomb. I, I had to Google him. I had no idea who he, he was.
0: He was a performer uh, there at Moon River and apparently the organizer of the event. Apparently. <laughs> and you guys really do look like you're a little taller, though. But she just wasn't having it, was she? Yeah. She was not believing that you were not Drew Holcomb. She
1: wasn't. You, know, you could have
0: gotten in free, man.
1: I could have. And, you know, I used to work in the music industry. It taught me how to, like, sneak into events. So I don't, I don't think I even needed the disguise, but it, it would have helped. <laughs> and I probably could have got you through some of those long lines they had there.
0: Wow. I missed you right when I needed you. Well, finally, I think
1: this is like, I think Doreen is finally, you know, screwing off into the ocean and, and leaving us be. <laughs> um, but one yeah. of the things here, so the big saga that was there and the big thing that went viral was that red Jeep. That was left on the beach in Myrtle Beach. I don't know if you saw that one.
0: Yeah, the, the, the lonely well, they tra- abandoned... They tracked
1: down the owner, and he said that he had no idea that his car was left on the beach. It turns out his cousin borrowed it to go watch the sunset before the hurricane come, and then he yeah. abandoned it.
0: Abandoned it on the beach do you let family borrow your car? You never Is that a good leave, idea? <laughs> <laughs> never leave a man behind, never leave a Jeep behind, but I uh, know I think it's a bad idea you know. And like, I mean I started letting my 16-year-old drive drive our, our Rogue and you know that thing's got more 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 dense in it than the 10 man.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. we got a big one on the hook today. We got on uh, this 800-pound alligator <laughs> that we call free. We got headlines uh Kevin Hill's going to join us to talk pricing power that new index Super cool. Lincoln duffed the stuff. He's uh, going to talk to
0: us about uh, Donald's autonomous trucks. Plus. Yeah, I can't wait to hear what Lincoln might be thinking. Plus the 10-ton Titan of Henry Byers, all six foot eight of him. Oh, Henry. Yeah, he's going to be. Oh, Henry. <laughs> he's going to be telling us what is on the radar. And Emily Zink, what does she mm. think? She knows what's a big deal and what's a little deal. But first, Dooner, The headlines. <laughs> Well, this
1: one is, uh, this one's kind of good news, bad news, right? The, Co- the Coast Guard has contacted the four crew members in a capsized car carrier. That is the uh, Golden Ray. After drilling through the hull of the ship, the Coast Guard has made contact with the four trapped seafarers and said they seem to be okay. <sighs> seem to be. The Coast Guard has begun its effort to rescue four of the remaining crew members on the Golden Ray. That's a Hyundai Gloves car carrier that capsized at around 2 a.m. September 8th as it was leaving Brunswick, Georgia. The Associated Press reported that Lieutenant Lloyd Heflin said rescuers drilled a hole through the hole to make contact with trapped with trapped crew members, and that the early indication is that they're on board and they're okay. He added that getting them out of the ship could be challenging though because the
0: ship is laying on its port side. Well, that is strange. Did they over I wonder, did they overpack it? And it just kind of tipped over. We don't know. Yeah. A South Korean broadcaster reported on its website that South Korea's minister. Ministry of Foreign Affairs said the four crew members were all trapped inside the engine room and the Coast Guard dispatched eight units and were able to rescue 20 people from the ship within 10 hours, including the U.S. pilot of the ship, six South Korean crew members, and 13 seafarers from the Philippines, according to Air Rang. But four additional South Korean crew members remained trapped in the ship. Yeah, well, I mean, the cause of the capsize isn't isn't clear, but the
1: Coast Guard said that it was making a starboard turn as it was departing Brunswick When it keeled over, the Coast Guard said there had been a fire on the ship after the accident and that conditions initially made it too risky to enter the ship to search for these four crew members that are still stuck on board. Yeah. But, Chad, this isn't the first time a PCTC, some people call them uh, ROROs, they're also known as PCTCs, which is a pure car truck carrier, and there's been issues with them severely listing and being lost at sea before. There's been at least six occurrences of these in the So, But this is a developing situation. We wish the crew on that ship... You know, all, all the prayers and all the best of luck in the world and the rescuers as well.
0: It's a developing situation. Yes, PCTC. You yeah. learn something new every day. You do. Uh, Uber Freight moves HQ to Chicago. Mm. Uber Freight, the digital freight brokerage division of Uber Technologies, announced September 9th. That's today, that it's moving its global headquarters to Chicago from San Francisco. Uber Freight will maintain offices in San Francisco and Amsterdam. Those are two nice cities. Last month, the Chicago Tribune reported that Uber would be the anchor tenant in the newly redeveloped old main post office after the company signed a 10-year lease for approximately 450,000 square feet. Construction on Uber's space will begin in the spring of 2020. Walgreens will be another large tenant.
1: And I believe that uh, there's a highway that runs right underneath that. Underneath that building, according to uh, Captain Kirk. But Very cool. Yeah, so while Uber is consulting its Chicago-land personnel across its rideshare, eats, and freight business in the new office, the majority of space will be dedicated to Uber Freight. Morgan Stanley equities analyst Brian Novick, who attended Uber Freight's delivery shipper conference last week, well, we should have gotten to that, wrote in an investor's note that Uber Freight has 1,100 employees, well, that's only four percent of Uber's workforce of twenty seven thousand employees. It represents remarkable growth for a freight brokerage founded only twenty-eight months ago. Wow,
0: I would say that's pretty remarkable. Yeah, yes, Chicago is a transportation hub rich in tribal knowledge, as we mm. know. As they build out the brokerage, they'll have a far more experienced talent pool to draw from when they you know, than they may have in, in um San Francisco, especially now that I don't live there anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know,
1: I see this as a proactive mood. Chad Uber Freight knows that Freight Waves Live, the badass guarantee yes. event, is coming from Chicago this year in November, and this will save them some money on travel as well. They just have to, they can take an Uber to Freight Waves Live.
0: That, <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be well, uh, well received and a great idea.
1: Yeah, well, here's one Mexican government proposes restricting double tractor trailer trucks. Opponents of the measure say it will affect trucking capacity and supply chain logistics. Here's the breakdown. Mexico's legislator is considering a proposal that would limit the permitted weight of double tractor trailers called fullies. Hmm, that's like, that's cute. Fully. I got a little fully over here in Mexico. To decrease truck-involved accidents and relieve traffic ingestion. Cities across Mexico, such as Monterrey, Puebla, Jalasco, and Mexico City are also considering restricting speed limits and the time of day night that double tractor trailers can travel on roads. The new proposal introduced in the Mexican legislature in August aims to bring the gross vehicle weight of double tractor trailers from 75.5 tons to 66.5 tons with a gradual reduction in weight taking place over an
0: eight-year period. You ever been on a diet that long? No, I couldn't handle it. You know, I wonder what the cartel thinks about all these Hmm. restrictions. Rodriguez and other proponents of the new measures said it would improve public safety. That's important, right? Yeah. Uh, Help reduce air pollution, also important. Improve traffic mobility and cause less damage to infrastructure. Guillermo Toscano Reyes. I
2: like that role.
0: (laughs) Reyes. Reyes. A a legislator from the Mexican state of Colima says this. In our country, road transport is one of the most used and continuous passage of cargo truck Tr- cargo trucks causes roads to wear out to the extent of turning them into death roads Whoa. due to the multiple deformities caused by the, caused by the weight against asphalt. Is he, oh, he's talking That's, about the road, like death to the road. It's not causing. I think that was maybe a, a literal translation it from does, the original. That was
1: Spanish. very, very literal. <laughs> uh, well, anyways, Chad. Not everyone agrees, though. Opponents of the new proposed weight limits in Mexico said that it'll hurt the trucking industry and slow the country's economy. And what they're kind of saying here is that it's not going to help air pollution because you can't pull as much freight. So now you have to take twice as many trips instead of pulling two trailers. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, do you agree or or disagree? That's a good point. It is a pretty good point by the opponents. Yeah. If this was off the supply chain, you would probably have to give them a little uh, ding ding, right?
0: I would take a point off, or I'll give a point for that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that's I think that's pretty interesting. Another headline, and the uh, the U.S. promises to sanction purchasers of Iranian oil. A Treasury Department official reaffirmed on September 8th the Trump administration's denial of waivers that previously allowed countries to import Iranian crude oil under U.N. and U.S. sanctions. The Trump administration reaffirmed its policy that no more temporary waivers will be granted to countries that continue to rely on imports of Iranian oil. According to the news service Reuters, Sigal Mandelker, Treasury's Undersecretary for Terrorism and Financial Intelligence, told reporters at a press gathering in Abu Dhabi. Yeah, (laughs) easy for me to say, right? Abu Dhabi. On September 8th, the countries continuing to violate U.N. and U.S. trade sanctions with Iran by importing that country's oil risk being sanctioned themselves.
1: Yeah, well, Asian countries such as China, South Korea, India, Taiwan, and Japan, as well as Europe's Greece and Turkey, have been the largest importers of Iranian crude oil during the period of the U.S. waivers. But the news comes as, get this, China has agreed to invest. And this is the butterfly of the trade war flapping its wings the tit-for-tat nature of the trade war. This is because the Chinese has agreed to invest $280 billion into Iranian oil sectors that are hampered by these sanctions. So, whoa, this is like a family at war doing little petty things over Thanksgiving, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. The, I wonder if it's going to be like a butterfly effect. A butterfly
1: effect. Well, we're going to have uh, five good minutes now with Kevin Hill.
0: Here we Mr. go! Bring him Kevin in, Kevin
1: Hill. Come on
0: into the booth of truth, Kevin Hill. Welcome. We are going
1: to be talking right, about pricing go. power indexes. Whoa. Sip a diet, Dr. Pepper for the working man. As we get to five, five count to five five,
3: five, five good minutes. Good minutes.
1: Welcome. All right, man. Yeah, That's what the quick. hell is the uh, what the hell is the pricing power index? <laughs> it,
3: it. <laughs> I know. Good question, right?
1: I, no, I'm too excited. I'm like, I'm like chomping at yeah. the bit. I know we're going to be talking about this all day. Sure, I saw I saw the article on our site. I haven't personally been able to see it in use yet, mm-hmm. but I'm so happy that you were going to be here to educate us and all of our live viewers. Yes.
0: Tell us about it. So is it like one index that you can go find on Sonar, or is it like the compilation of putting together a lot of different things?
3: So it's so a compilation of putting together a lot of different things. Okay. Right? So we'll start with load volumes. Which is a good place to start, I guess, yeah. on pricing power index, and it goes yeah. from the shippers to the carriers, and it's really who has upper hand, yeah, or who has the power in in, in rates, like in power rankings almost. It's what? It's almost like power rankings, you know? It is. It or is it's power like, rankings. Like balance it of power, so yeah, a In a relationship, balance. the yeah. way
0: that you know power kind of shifts from one mm-hmm. to the yeah. other, yeah. Unless, unless of course you're a power couple. A hand <laughs> exactly exactly rocks right. The but, but you cradle. know,
3: like the, the old Seinfeld episode where. Just trying to get the upper hand in the relationship. The master of yes. my domain. Not that one. Not that one. Okay. No, that's a, that's a different yeah, they,
0: one. Yeah, I think whoever makes the most money kind of has the the, the power. It is. Right? Yeah. yeah. And this
3: yeah. is uh, certainly true for for shippers and carriers. Okay. Right. So yeah, and right so you now, have load volumes. Yeah. You have rates. Yeah. Both contract rates and spot rates.
1: Wait, we go ahead for a second? So the index yeah. itself is comprised of all of these things? That's what dictates?
3: So so it's, it's the Freight Intel Group, and we kind of put our own qualitative measures after yes. we analyze all of these different categories of everything that affects supply and demand in in trucking.
0: Cool. Maybe we should start calling contract rates... Paper, paper rates, rates yes. Right. So they are more we're paper rates. They're not worth the paper. We, they're printed on rates.
3: Exactly <laughs> right. And that's what we're starting to call them. We're starting to call them paper rates. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. We're we're are, yeah, we're changing. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. we're taking it a good it back. idea. Yeah. The I the just wrote a white paper on paper rates.
0: Mm. <laughs> Why is it got to be white? <laughs> that's so meta. I don't know. Okay,
1: what else, so, man? So what does it do, though? Like, So when you're a user, you come in. Where are they interfacing with this? What are they seeing? What's It's on
3: FreightWaves.com. It's for everybody to see. Wow. Uh, Once we get some history behind it, because this is going to be every single week, we're going to sit down, we're going to crunch the numbers, see what we see in the market, and we're going to put the number on a gauge. We're going to publish it every Thursday on FreightWaves.com. And then we're going to have a historical number, you know, three, yeah. six months of a, a weekly index that then we'll throw into oh. Sonar so you can see it over time. That's fantastic. Like one of our other fantastic graphs that we so have. So right
0: now, is that 35?
3: It's 35. So 50 is dead even. Okay. Uh-huh. It'd be dead even. And once you go to zero, the shipper has the power. Okay. Okay the The larger the carrier. number, the carrier does. So uh-huh. it's thirty five. The shippers have most of the the power and in pricing right now. and You're seeing that with contract rates coming down, uh, and yeah. spot rates actually for the for most and, of twenty nineteen
0: and detention times
3: skyrocketing as well. Out, right? Yeah, that's yeah. another metric that we use uh-huh. is detention times. Right when when capacity is tight, everyone talks about the shipper of choice and how important that is. But as soon as things turn around, you know, that just kind of falls to the wayside a little bit for uh, a number of shippers out there.
0: So is... Okay. Is shipper of choice dead?
3: Like, is it a good sentiment? But is
1: it... Like, we talked about it so much in 2018, and there was Mm -hmm. all these... When I was with my previous company, I wrote my own guide on being a shipper of choice. Plenty of other companies did. I know Freightways had their own thing. We had our awards. We're trying to educate the market on how to work well with the carriers, and it seems like— shippers
3: just just don't don't always cooperate, do they? It's just like the two heads of the—or two heads—two sides of the same coin. You have shipper of choice over here, and you have driver shortage over here, Yeah, right? When when capacity is tight, everyone's out talking about some kind of driver shortage, but you don't hear too much about it this year. I mean— there's plenty of uh plenty of drivers out there driving too many drivers out there driving, yeah, um, trucks are overseated. Uh, overseated, yeah. right so you don't so, hear about that you, you you and you don't hear about shipper of choice
0: I guess let's let's invert it a little bit. we mm-hmm. I understand that we talk about it more during a time of a capacity crunch, but is there ever possibly going to be a time when you know the power is more on the shipper side where they still are focused on. Being more of a shipper of choice, like, like, will is there a scenario you can imagine where like the war on detention is actually winning? And there's like, will, is there any kind of incentive, like just efficiency itself? Or
3: <laughs> no, not really. Okay, no, no I, I, it'll get I really, better okay. it, it, you I stumped know, you know, a, a few wild swings like we yeah. saw in 2018. I, I think after uh, a few of those. But after one or two, I mean, I think people kind of go back to to what they always did. Well, there's a lot
1: to be said for dock efficiency, though, and it's just it should happen. Uh, it but, should but happen. A lot of times, it doesn't. Well, you know that. Right? Th- there's not a ton of incentive to to correct it in a market like this, where it's such a business. Where as much as we talk about efficiency and all of these things,
3: mm-hmm. it always seems to default back to that core of rates. It does. It does because a shipper isn't a shipping company, right? I mean, yeah. they ship goods, but they ship yeah. goods and they specialize in the goods they, they and make. And they're margin squeezed,
1: too. So they're, they're always, they, and you know. that's, they have a guy mm-hmm. in there and it's uh, it yeah. comes from the top and they are tasked. Oh, yeah. They're, yeah. Not, they're not
3: KPI'd to be the most efficient
1: dock oh, yeah. in the world. They're KPI'd think to about get
3: the lowest. You think, you think about the the sales people in those organizations they promise something that the operations people or the manufacturers are trying to produce on some kind of compressed timeline. Yeah. And by the time it gets to the shipping department, you know, it's a daylight yeah. and dollar short already and there's no room in, the, like, in yeah, the, the transportation per- budget. They're like,
0: yeah, the purchases of the toys were already made. Uh, they only have to get there in an estimated general ballpark mm-hmm. of time. They don't really care, right? Yeah. If, yeah. Well, okay. we're almost out of time. Kevin, before okay. you go, I just want just to put this into some
1: context because it's mm-hmm. at 35 right now. Yes. We were in last year. I don't know if you've gone backwards, but can you oh, really yeah. speculate? What would we have been at in the peak of 2018?
3: About 80. About 80? 80, 80 okay. to 90. Yeah, wow. definitely. Maybe wow. 85. I mean, it was uh, so the It shippers- was really bad in the thick of it
1: so it's not a complete okay. inverse though. the shippers don't still don't have as much power as the carriers did last year
3: that they they don't right so but but that's that's swinging yeah. over that they've gotten they've lost some of their power um, since freight volumes have picked up in the last couple months yeah right so we're I think we're 6 percent above last year volumes right now so nice. up until about July they had much more power they're probably in the 25 uh, category but ever since uh, July, uh, where in 2018, volumes faded down. Ours is, is, is 2019. We're, we're still staying steady, increasing, and we're 6% above. So that helps uh, helps everyone out. All
1: right, sir. Where can, they, yeah. where can they find this uh, this index right now before you step out of the booth?
3: Freightwaves.com. Go straight to freightwaves.com. Every it's Thursday. Every Thursday. Every, th- every Thursday it will be coming out, uh, nice. and we'll have our, our index. Thank you for joining us today, you Kevin Hill. Hill. Thank, Thank you, you Kevin you
0: King of the Hill, bringing it on the Pricing Power index coming down every yeah. Thursday. Okay. We have um,
1: a relatively massive man. Not as big as the man who will join him after, but still a pretty, pretty large dude. What He's going up? to get off the blockchain with us. He's got his Vita shirt on. like to put your headphones on? Because we're going to turn down the lights because it's time.
3: Chad, it's time we get off
1: the blockchain. The blockchain? The blockchain. Blockchain? Let's make it digital.
0: Oh, it's so nice to be here getting digital with you, Duff. Yeah.
1: Let's get digital. What's going on in the world of digital and tech and in the world of uh, computing and freight tech and this huge emergent... I mean, that's one of the coolest things about working here, isn't it? We are at like the forefront of this freight tech, this emergent freight tech, and it's finally being embraced and a lot of money is coming into it. Yeah. And all these things we've talked about, like for years, like autonomous cars, yeah. which we're going to talk about today, are really moving around. Like, Chad, do you know at the Olympics, do you guys know this? In the 2020 Olympics, Japan is going to have over 200, 200 autonomous cars
0: moving people, people back around. and forth. Yeah, It's going to be cool. the end of the world as we know it. It's interesting stuff. We'll have some kaiju, Tell Ultraman. Us second, what is, uh, what's the news, what's the, what's the so good word? So
2: Daimler is testing level four autonomy in Virginia. On the roads. Uh, They have a couple trucks. They're testing uh, level four, which is more than kind of they've done in the past. So right now they have uh, the Cascadia that has kind of an optional uh, driver assistance package you can get that helps it um, basically do like level two partial autonomy where the driver has to sit there. They can take their hands off similar to what like Tesla does where you you can kind of not fully pay attention, but you still kind of have to be vigilant, right? But now they're testing level four, which is basically everything but having the driver out of the cab. So, yeah. driver sits in the cab, but that's about it. So, uh, they're testing that right now, and, and it's uh, you know something that they're hoping to kind of uh, grow out and, and continue. Where so they're testing? This. Where are they testing this on? Because it's Virginia. on public roads, yeah, yeah. right? Virginia. Wow, yeah. Southwest Virginia. Why yep. there? Uh, great question.
1: All of these articles always say that, and I don't think, it is it speculation by the journalist or have there been studies, because all of these articles are like, people on the road aren't ready for autonomous trucks yet, but like, are they or aren't they, like, or an autonomous cars. Like, Have
0: we done stuff? I, I don't know. There. I remember last year there were a lot of studies. There's a lot of terrible human drivers. You know. Uh, yeah. Yes. If people really understood how much safer these cars will drive than humans yes. actually drive, yeah. then maybe public you, acceptance. You've ever jaywalked wouldn't. in downtown
1: Chattanooga? You you <laughs> might you might wish for some autonomous cars. Yeah. No, yeah.
2: I, th- I, th- I think the thing that'll get people. Uh, to embrace autonomous cars will be the insurances, right? Yeah. So, like, yes. if, if you have an insurance company and you have... Good point. Uh, uh, And you're insuring people that have autonomous cars, like, they should be paying next to nothing, right? Yeah. Because they're statistically much safer. So then you'll have to, price, like, jack the price up on these other people. And so sure. your insurance cost will be basically zero with a autonomous car, and it'll be, yeah. you know, hundreds of dollars with your wow. personal car. I just so. had a
0: thought. Like, I could, like, have my... I could just have my car just drive my 16-year-old wherever, don't have to pay the well, 16-year-old On the Mass insurance. Pike, did you guys
1: see this video? On the Mass Pike yesterday, there was a couple in a Tesla driving down the Mass, a very busy road in Massachusetts, asleep. Both of them were asleep well, as the Tesla uh, just drove them down the highway.
2: What? That is the I, life. I think, I think we might see uh, sleeping activities happening in cars as they're driving down the roads. I think that might be a, uh-huh. a, a cause for concern, right? You look yeah. in the back seat and there's... Some a sleeping, sleeping ac- there's some sleeping well, activities, if oh, you know what I'm saying. Oh, like adult entertainment kind oh, yeah. of stuff. Okay. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what, I
1: was, but here's the thing, cars no, that's are a, That's a real worry, though. No, I know, I know. No, and, and, and like anything, just like, just like any type of technology, it yeah, eventually yeah. is just taken over by some perversion. But, <laughs> yeah. um, can we, we, they always say, like, it, people are saying it's going to take two decades for these things to get on the roads, and I think that that is completely inaccurate for the same reason yeah, you said. Bullshit. Yeah, that's bullshit. They're already
2: uh, there. Yes, yes. I mean, they're, they're already, they're already we there. Apologize we apologize
1: for those of you listening a lot at work for this man's film.
2: Yeah no, <laughs> well I mean so we already have companies that are doing it right. We have uh, too simple as a is a startup out yeah. of yeah. I think uh, everyone's doing it. Well yeah they yeah. they're already uh, they've already uh, had long haul routes in the Southwest U.S. Starsky uh, yeah. Yep, Starsky Robotics embark is another one that's embark. booked loads. Um, so you know there's there's already these companies that are uh, booking and and. Taking. Is Waymo
0: still doing? Are they doing yeah, trucks? I think so. yeah. yeah. Isn't
2: that that guy just thrown in jail? <laughs> a, you know, yeah.
1: Levandowski. <laughs> yeah, one of them was just thrown in jail. But you know what? Know what the cool thing is going to be? We're going to see the the actual look of a car radically change because if the car drives itself, it's going to start looking like a spaceship because you don't need a windshield anymore. You
2: can just have like LEDs. For and you days don't need a there. you don't need a car. Then it becomes uh, like, an office. So then it becomes be on anything. demand. Well, then yeah. it's like you don't own a car. You just use a car when you need it. Right. So then it's wow. like wow. So it's like wow. you won't buy a car. You'll my just my mind is kind of exploded. it's going to have a wrap because like yeah. your car sits like ninety five percent of the time, right? Yeah. So then you then you say like, okay, what can be improved upon when you don't have cars sitting? So there's no there's not need for parking because you only need like, you know, one twentieth of the cars that exist, right? Or one well, tenth yeah. of the for a long time, like the,
1: the, the keynote of American success was like having a house with the white picket fence, two two and a half children, the dog and the cat, and two cars. But you're seeing kids now taking longer and longer to get licenses. And you're seeing people that are, you know, 40 and under yeah. who are living and moving towards cities and realizing that car ownership is very expensive. And with the advent yeah. of things like Uber, yeah. it's really cheaper just to take an Uber wherever you need to go or an e-scooter or yeah. uh, or have someone throw you on the e-scooter as far as they can because yeah. they're, they're I so mean, if, angry. If
2: you're in a major city and you have a, you know, a, a nice car, you have a payment of, you know, five to seven hundred dollars a month for your car you have insurance a couple hundred dollars a month insurance is bad you have parking that's could be a couple hundred dollars a month you have you know maintenance gas expenses so you're talking twelve fifteen hundred dollars a month easily if you live in a major city and you can i mean for a depreciating asset that's 50 bucks a day in ubers you know you take three or four ubers you can get that you can can make 50 bucks a day work so you can actually save money by not having a car and just Ubering everywhere. And then it, if you're in wow. a car that has... We're it, selling one of ours, Chad. You're giving me... I got, that scooter, me I got yeah. that scooter. I got that
1: scooter. And I have two cars right now. I'm going to I'm gonna sell one it of them doesn't It doesn't make as much
2: sense in, in cities like Chattanooga that don't have great public transportation or don't have... Bus. But if you live in like Hickson
1: or something exactly. yeah, or Red yeah, Bank, yeah, you're yeah, not getting here. Yeah, yeah. So you have yeah. to
0: get Uber drivers out there, right? Yeah, but but it's they're not quite as at that, on that on point. Demand. It's like sixteen dollars each yeah, way, yeah. twenty dollars. Uh, so I'm talking about
2: if you're living in a city, you're not that far from work. You're a couple miles. You know, it's not yeah. like a, a major ordeal to to go. So well, huh. Thanks for so joining us, my man. Very yeah, good your Uber so ride is here. That is interesting. Hope you had the blue ready. <laughs> yeah, no, we didn't. It's live. It's
1: out there into the wild. It's okay. They'll survive. All right, sorry, kids. We're That's talking right. about badass guarantees on here. That's so true. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. All
2: right.
3: See y'all.
1: Oh, yes. We're going to see Henry. He's gonna. You know what Henry's going to do? He's been away for a while. I missed him. I missed him. And I looked What's all over gonna in the, the office for him. He's going to the... tell us what is On the radar, radar. On the Radar. Presented
4: by Sonar.
1: What's up, big man?
4: What's up, guys? <laughs> what's
1: been happening in the, world of, uh, in the world of freight? We talked about that vessel that listed over. We've been monitoring the news. I don't think the four gentlemen that are in there, the four crew members, have been saved yet, have they?
4: I don't think so. All right, oh, so
1: boy. thank you. You're, you're a source from the outside. So what, what's been going on? What's in sonar? Where have you been? Uh, I know there's intermodal data going on there. Tell us the, the good news.
4: Man, we have been on a rampage, sonar rampage with the uh, data science team. Uh, the, the intermodal data is just unbelievable yeah so we're the only platform where you can get daily intermodal volumes Um, so we're talking on a lane level on a country level so for canada u.s mexico we have 20s 40s 45s 48s 53s and we have whether they're loaded or whether they're empty wow we also have commodity data we're working on so we're about to roll out some super next level stuff into sonar
1: Wow! And how do people action some of this data? Because that's the, that's the question we get. It's like mm-hmm. it's great to look at all the numbers, and yeah, right. And people are always trying to sell us data, but how do they action? How do they put it to use for their own supply chain?
4: Well, okay, so you have different types of containers. You know, uh, you obviously know coming from the 40 industry. Some of the like 20s and 40s can't necessarily be loaded and moved domestic. Yeah, uh, just in terms of like having their origin and destination be domestic. I mean, that's reserved for a few key players with direct contracts with ocean lines, right? That does happen, though. But in the open market, it's really about, you know, 53 domestic containers, 48s, um, you know, 20s, 40s, and 45s are moving internationally. So when you're thinking about, like, what inland points, where where are the routings, building volumes, um, where has the trade war most affected, um, you know, certain lanes? And you can totally see in the numbers, like, Los Angeles to Chicago is losing market share to New York to Chicago. Yeah. And I think that tells you a few things. Uh, one thing for us, it tells us that, you know, importers, NVOCCs, forwarders are finding the East Coast a more viable option. I think we see that in the numbers every single day, uh, whether it's the import data or whether it's just the intermodal data.
1: Why? Why are they finding the East Coast more attractive than the West Coast? It's usually around, <laughs> as you know, like a $1,000 more to send a box to the East Coast versus West Coast. Plus, it's going to take you like an extra mm-hmm. eight to 10 days.
4: So it's interesting. I point to about four four key things. So Number one, I think back in around 2014, 2015, you had the labor strike issues uh, at the port of LAX. And unfortunately for those guys where you had all those ships sitting off the port, they didn't get to – a lot of importers were affected by that. So they're sitting there thinking, how can we prevent that again, right? And at the same time, the Panama Canal was widening. Yeah. Automatically, you've got larger vessels going through, hitting the East Coast. Okay, now you get to – fast forward about two, three years later, now things have kind of worked themselves out. The port of Savannah just been killing it, right? They build the port around the BCOs, around the importers, making sure that they're servicing those guys. Yeah. Because as we know, the Walmarts, the Home Depots, the Targets, they're making up a majority of the volume. Such a powerful Uh, corridor. Absolutely.
1: Traditionally, it has been over there. That's
4: a lot of space. I mean, you know, the the dredging was an issue, but they've dredged it enough to enable like over 14,000. Yeah. Yeah, So over 14,000 TU, 20 foot equivalent units. Uh, So they're able to travel through there. So then lastly is the trade war. So now with sourcing and manufacturing moving out of China. You have places like India, Bangladesh, Vietnam, which would have to catch a transshipment vessel, uh, feeder vessel to Singapore. Now the east, the east coast via the Suez Canal is a much more mm. you know is a serious option. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, unfortunately for the Panama Canal, there was a drought issue. Yeah. So yeah. I was about you're... to ask you about that. Is
0: that resolved yet? Is it is the drought over over there? I mean, mm-hmm. Enough that it's.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It is because mm-hmm. it
1: affects the, uh, the 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 locks there. They work by feeding through two different. Uh, reservoirs, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so when when those are too low, they, 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 the, the problem is, they just, like, you saw that MSC Golson on Slack I sent to you. It's the uh, it's the largest vessel ever. That thing is over four football fields long jet. Mm-hmm. Wow. It holds 23,000 containers. Mm-hmm. That's a few. But then the, the funny thing is that the, the same carriers will be like, we're capacity We're overcompazed. Well, anyway. Right. Our rates are right. unsustainable, but they keep building right. bigger boats anyway. It's funny.
4: Yeah, yeah, and I mean, you know, you do have the IMO. So, like, if you didn't build the new vessels with the low sulfur fuel capabilities, yeah. you'd have to retrofit. I mean, other than that, like you're saying, the Golson can fit through the Suez Canal, can't fit through the Panama Canal. Yeah. So I think as we're thinking about bigger ships, we're thinking about you know making it's becoming more economical for these ships to travel. All that's limited right now in the U.S. is the infrastructure.
3: So yeah. can
4: the Port of Savannah hold 23,000 TU vessels? Can the Port of New York? Um, you know, they had to, had raise, to raise the Bayon Bridge. The bay there.
1: bridge. Yep. I don't know if you know about the Port of Boston, but like the challenge we've always had in Boston where I come from is that same dredging thing because Boston is basically built on a landfill. Mm-hmm. But the other thing, I don't know if you know this, but the gantry cranes in Boston are very unique mm-hmm. because most gantry cranes hang long over the ocean. We can't because of the clearance for Logan Airport right over mm-hmm. there. So we have, uh, I think they're the only gantry cranes in the world that are backloaded like that.
0: Wow. Yeah, wow. You so. learn something new on What the Truck every yeah, day. You like your port talk. And this gantry, is my fellow gantry, port guy oh, here. Yeah. we
4: go, people come from the world of the international so lucky, thing. So lucky to have so many knowledgeable people. <laughs> Dooner's definitely one of those that... that re- you know, span his knowledge spans all modes. you yeah. guys are lucky to have cool, each man. other. That is for <laughs> sure. Well, where, where can um, people find out? Uh, lucky what, to have you too Chad. Where, where can people find out what's next with you, Henry? Oh man, I think you just stay up to date. Dean Croak, like I'm, me and Dean are you know every day. Zach Strickland, we're really working hard with the data team. Guys like Jason Baker, the map guru. Follow these guys on LinkedIn.
1: Follow yeah. Henry yeah. Byers on there. Follow the Zach Stricklands of the world. Follow mm-hmm. the Dean Croaks of the world. They post great content also on Twitter. Dean Krog is very active on Twitter. Mm-hmm. He not only posts great content, but he likes and shares great content as well. You're going to learn a hell of a lot. Now, one For thing freight.
4: I would say is Freight Wave's live in Chicago, man. Badass like, I'm guaranteed. looking forward to Craig being up on stage, debut in Sonar 5.0. Yeah. Because we've been putting so much work into it. When it finally he gets up there and you see what's behind him, I hope you're as blown away as I think you'll be. And I think I think it'll blow people away. Yeah. It's
0: it's complex, and yet we, there's still a simplicity with the ease of use. Which and you I know this. To. you know what Arlen told me?
1: We have a stage there, too, so we're going to be doing a What the Truck Live. Bang, this thing is loud as little, we want for an audience full of uh, of fans. It's going to be... Think of how much we've grown, even just since transparency, where we were just sort of in this booth, and we had to call people over, and now we go out to conferences, and, and the, the word is spreading, especially now yeah. that we're so mm-hmm. physical.
4: Yeah, when the American Shipper, man, the global tech forum that we're having, um, you know, on day two... It, I th- I'm really hoping, you know, bringing that American Shipper audience together, the BCOs, because these guys are handling things outside of truckload, man. These things are – this spans container freight, intermodal. We're trying to encompass all that.
1: Well, it sounds like a big deal, Henry. Big deal. Oh, That's Henry. Your, that is your <laughs> he cue. Is. we gotta talk to, uh, We got to talk to your fair counterpart.
0: He broad, is Ms. a big Emily's deal. Thing. All right, man. All right. Yeah. All Thanks, right. Thanks, guys. You See you. Thanks, big deal. All <laughs> right. And not to be outdone, another big deal. Yeah, we missed deal. her last week. She was replaced by the man operating the camera today,
1: Mr. Nick Friend, the Friendster.
0: Oh yes, yes. yes. All. He,
1: he he enjoyed all.
0: his time in the light. Deal. Now,
3: little little deal.
0: Big deal, big deal. Little deal. Ah!
5: <laughs> Dooner, you're making me jealous with your DDP there, right there, staring oh, oh, at me. Oh no no me. no
1: no! Oh here here you go. Oh,
5: product placement, though. I, they I do got, not sponsor this. I know. They we'll put a sticker on here next We'll time. put a sticker on yes. it. Here, we'll put Thank the you, that was, front of it That was so sweet of you. I just
1: realized in our freezer back there, Henry pointed very thoughtful. out, yeah. that there was a whole like 24-pack of these that I didn't even know about.
5: Don't let everyone know. No. are going
1: to get into We're broadcasting
0: into the
5: world. Oh, my gosh. Someone's going to break into Freight Alley and steal, and steal all the, the DDPs. DDPs. Yeah. Oh, Darn shame. Mm. Okay, you guys, ready to play? Yeah. How do you not? Duner's up first. Oh, okay. So Dooner. Because I won last time. Yes, it is. <laughs> Whoever wins goes first. Oh. Officials intercept a oh. rare bug in corn shipments from Mexico. The bug is called a snout weevil. <laughs> it's in the beetle family. Dr. Is this weevil. a big deal or a little deal? This is a
0: bug deal. Oh, it is. There we go. go
5: <laughs>
1: on. these on. Are, these are, so these are really interesting creatures. So it's an invasive species. It's very invasive. They eat a lot of crops. Do weevils
0: wobble? Yeah, but, but they, they don't but fall they... down.
1: Especially agave. And there's like, if you look at ah. them, there's like 97,000 different types of weevils. Not the I know. And there's one. Thread. There's one that's really beautiful, actually. It, it has like, it looks almost like a predator. It has like a reflective shell. So it looks exactly like whatever is reflecting off of it. That one was super cool. So, yeah, I mean, I guess it's a big deal. We don't want invasive species to come in. You know, like that walking catfish we talked about, that's an invasive species. So, yeah, it's a big how, deal. How far Good job it customs. Although like, that's kind of a weird job. Like, I do, would you want the job at Customs who has to go through the corn looking for bugs?
0: Yeah,
5: no, that would no. not be. Is that no. an, a legit job? I wonder what the title yeah. oh, is. Oh, it's a totally oh, a legit becker,
0: job. They're saving it. That's how Ag. we even know about them right now. Oh, the like guys. the CTB yeah. or something. How do they yeah. know that none of them got through, though?
3: That's, they, a, that's well, a...
0: they sent the corn shipment back. I know but couldn't yeah, have gone through like oh. on the ones they didn't, like how like, yeah, you don't know what you don't know, yeah, I suppose. Exactly. you yeah. know, uh, so what what did you Could say be was here right now? A big deal a bug or a deal little... It was a, a bug, bug deal. deal, so he didn't really pick one. <laughs> I so agree you have it choice. was it was it's a. It's a bug deal indeed. <laughs> I have to agree with that. <laughs> <All right>. Okay, <laughs> All right, I like ahead. it.
5: New one. Big deal, little deal, and bug deal. Snout Chad, really. truckers' yeah. payroll slashed by 4,500 jobs huh. in August, ending a four month expansion. Amid concerns of slowing production, is
0: this a bigger little deal? Well, as we always say, it's a big deal to the people who were fired, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it came yeah after four years of growth. Also, there uh, are a lot or expansion. There's a lot of signs apparently in the economy right now where there still is some expansion, even in logistics, um, such as like with e e commerce and uh, couriers. I believe they're they're still growing. I'm going to say, until it's back-to-back, I'm going to say this is a little deal. Okay.
5: Mm.
1: Yeah, he's really wrong. It's a huge deal. <laughs> uh, and, and the reason why is when we looked at all the carrier shutdowns of the major ones, I believe that ended up being about 3,200 jobs when we look at the 10 carriers yeah. from New England Motor Freight through Ready Trucking. Now, a lot of these people were able to find jobs. And in a business with 99% turnover, yeah. truckers are used to It's harder for the operations people to to find new work. But what we saw there was there's actually, I think there's contraction. So contraction is probably the bigger thing. There was contraction of 600 jobs. But the problem is that some of the replacement was things like, like on demand delivery services being counted, which don't pay nearly as much as trucking does. Um, we're also hearing detention times go up. So with trucking payrolls, with, with rates going down, all those stories of truckers getting $100,000 in salary, when really it's probably more like 45,000. They're having to wait longer and time is money. I mean, I think a lot of truckers would agree that they're getting a little bit nervous.
5: So big deal. Yeah, it's with a big Duner deal on that Good one. Deal. Okay, Dooner. The Liquor Control Board of Ontario teamed up with Foodora, an foodora. international food delivery app, to supply Ontario, Canada with booze in 60 minutes or less, uh-huh. meaning you could get cider, wine, um, hard liquor, even mixed drinks delivered to your door.
1: Yes, yeah. Foodora.
5: Foodora? Foodora like, like, like a, foodora. a yeah. Oh, Foodora. Yeah.
1: I like it. We okay. We're out of are we running out of dumb names for
5: startups? <laughs> I guess. There's a lot of weird... What was yeah. that one? Smile? Or- oh. okay. Well, it makes know. sense. Food and Dora. Yeah. Like, smile with sense. a Y. Like, yeah.
0: S-M-Y. Foodora the Explorer.
1: Is it... Yeah, I mean, look. It's a big deal. I know, I mean, it's kind of... I don't know. It's a little... Alcohol. What's good about it is that it's going to keep people <laughs> from <it> driving <laughs> to get yeah. more alcohol, that's right? That's I meant. Uh, yeah. That's... I guess that's a good thing. It'll keep drunks off the road yes. because they, um, to me, like... Again, as I mentioned multiple times, I don't drink, so it's not a big deal to me out of a selfish reason. But it's a good idea to keep people off the road. And I have drink, and I know that you can make dumb decisions when that bottle looks empty.
5: Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, but it's a it's a little deal. It's just a tiny little company trying to do this, and yeah. they're not going to probably make much money on it in Canada. So. We'll yeah. see. How, many, yeah, how, how much do you make here?
1: delivering a mixed drink? To
0: I don't know, but I, mean, I hear a lot of those like DoorDash and stuff. They're they're not making money. No, right. No. And Uber Eats, so, anything like Uber, that? No. Like, yeah, that would be the big deal. This, we had a tipping point. They were like, "Oh, we're actually we've scaled it so massively yeah. that you know." Well, I, guess-
1: mean, I was in Costa Rica for my honeymoon, and I did that's I did drink back then, and it it this would probably be quicker than ordering from that bar that was there though. You <laughs> know, my wife and I were the only ones there. Yeah. It took about like that sixty. It, yeah, it's just really really slow, especially on the uh, on the Caribbean side. I was in Puerto de Limon, yeah. and for yeah. some reason, like the customer service everywhere else was amazing, but they were just like super lazy.
0: You were just on Costa Rican time. Man. I guess
1: so. Yeah. I could use this so. it's when of I was... like Mountain yeah. Time.
5: This, and sometimes you just crave a margarita and you want it delivered to your yeah. door. And, yeah. yeah. I, like in here, yeah. you
1: could have like had one. You'd be yes. like, i got to go and want the truck. I need a My I'm preparing and then I'll have one waiting for me. Yeah, that's yeah. a business wow.
5: idea I got going. So someone probably just stole it. <laughs> Anyways, Chad. Yes. The Chinese Labor Watch Group released a report alleging several violations of Chinese law against Foxconn. That's the hmm. key iPhone assembler. Apple says... It investigated it and denies most of those allegations. Mm.
0: <laughs> yeah, they did. Uh, but then, bigger little deal. Uh, yeah, it's a. Hmm, is it a bit? I will say I'm gonna. I, it's a little deal. I think it's kind of a seasonality thing, uh, where Apple, like in the rush to create their new Apple, mm-hmm. uh, I think Elevens. Yeah, they were f- through Foxconn. They, I think the actual amount was you. Um, they. They were, um, you can only have above t- slightly above 10% of your workforce as temporary, and they had over 50%.
5: So it had to do with temporary employees.
1: Yes. Something like that,
0: yeah. Yeah.
5: So it's not like they so, were running them ragged or poor. Oh, conditions. I'm sure they were doing that too. Well, and yeah. it
0: sounds a little bit like a spat in the tariff war thing, okay. a little bit of, you know, tit for tat. So, little deal. Yeah, it's a
1: little deal. Nobody's going to care. I mean, the iPhone 11 that's going to be debuted, I believe, this week, yeah. the iPhone 11, the iPhone Pro, and their whole product lines, and people are going to pre-order them, and um, regardless yeah. if there's, you know, and I've got an iPhone, too, so I'm not, like, looking down up, up, upon anybody, and, and I know that there's been suicides and all these things in these factories, and it's it's the dirty underside of the supply chain, and um, it, it, it's it's... It's sad, but it's the way the world turns right now, and there's... uh, Maybe
0: we need a little transparency there. I mean, yeah, I mean... Transparency
5: in the supply chain. I guess so, but if I'm
1: being completely 100% self-aware, like, I I mean, I don't have to replace my iPhone this year, but I probably am next year, and these things are probably going to persist, too.
5: Yep, something to watch. Okay, Dooner, another story about our neighbors to the north. Drone Delivery Canada reveals 1,500 aircraft operations center, the first of its kind globally. Is this a big or a little deal?
1: I think they go out of business. I mean, I don't know. I, I, it's interesting. You know, we hear about the drone dealers, We hear about the autonomous trucks. I, I mean, it sounds cool. It sounds really futuristic. I guess because I haven't seen them in the sky yet, it's a little hard to actualize all these drones yeah. coming around, is dropping stuff off on people's doorsteps and. People not like messing with them and vandalizing them and throwing rocks at them and just like
0: porch pirates. Yeah, all sorts yes. of like just
1: havoc having And it also said here that, like, yeah, they've built it. It's so the first of its kind of globally, but they don't have really any customers yet. So, yeah.
5: so you need customers. And you to have to have a business.
0: licensing fee of around $10,000. So to
1: they took an to Amazon um, press release a little bit too seriously and too quickly. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's a it's a little deal. I'm kind of burned out on the uh on the drone theory. Uh you know, like Amazon's been promising us drones and getting, you know, whatever we're ordering uh in 30 minutes. It's it's those those illusory promises of of a future that kind of keep us enticed. Yeah. And then, well, what's really happening, you know, and it's and I I just don't know.
1: I mean, Jonathan Smith will always have a fallback plan if it takes <laughs> off, I know. Right?
5: That's true. He can fly yeah. his drone. Yeah. He delivers stuff for us. Yeah, he's great at using his drone to take photography and video, but I don't know. Shout out Jonathan Smith. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. So, Chad, Freight Waves Live Chicago, badass experience <laughs> guaranteed. <laughs> is this a badass deal or a little-ass deal?
0: Well, <laughs> it is certainly a badass deal. Uh, I like it. I thought uh, it was kind of cool woke up this morning and read that uh, from
5: explain what it is Craig for, Fuller. for, you for the know, people
0: it's, out there well the freight waves live is uh, is is one of our big big events mm-hmm. used to be called it was called market waves for a year but uh we um we were branding it's all freight waves live uh, in the fall and in the spring and it's just it's bringing so many executives we are, it's it's fast, it's engaging, and you know basically he's laying down the gauntlet and saying this is going to be the best uh conference in the industry, and you know if you if you don't agree, you you can have your money back. That is awesome. Because we're that confident about. Yeah, it. yeah,
1: it's it's a free count, bang the hell out of the <laughs> thing, badass deal. I mean my. My trial by fire, my first foray with this company a couple of weeks after I started was right at Transparency 19 in Atlanta. It was an amazing, amazing event. I've been in the Northeast conference scene and I've been in the national conference scene too. And this thing is a whole other level. It's the rock concert of Freight Tech. It is LED. It is blue. It is energy. It is badassery. And it defies convention. No pun intended. It's going to be huge. And there's a reason there's a 100% money-back guarantee because you are going to have the time of your life, and we're going to have it with you.
5: <laughs> I can't wait to see if someone does ask for their money back and ask them what conference they went to that was better. Oh I'm going to go and attend that conference with them. I will
1: Stale video Danish's, the whole thing. fluorescent yeah. lights, boring conversations, looks like a congressional hearing. Yeah,
0: That's how a lot of them are. From some yeah. of those paywalled companies. And we are going to be a part of making it fun on yeah. stage Doing our thing. We're going to do what the truck lives. Entertainment is what I like to call we'll it. But definitely be having some sort of waves live yeah. segments. Oh, you will be
1: doing desk. plenty of hosting.
5: You guys showed it off. Moderating. Uh, yeah, the desk when you were... Where were you? Denver. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. McLeod.
1: Uh, where were we? Yes, MacLeod. we were on Mountain Time. Yes, um,
5: you're still on Mountain Time. In I feel here. like yeah, I am.
1: FW team is the FWTV team is going to have a
5: yes. There. It's it's going to be fun and great setup. So I cannot wait. Dooner last question. Okay. NFL Week Ooh. One will be in the books after tonight. Yeah. Were you the Raiders or the Patriots in this mm. deal? <laughs>
1: You know, I, They said they're not going to investigate that Antonio Brown thing where he froze his feet off. And in I mean, the 2019 cryotherapy, is just been the weirdest year. 20, w- everything in 2019 has just been bizarre. Even my like career in life, but like Antonio Brown is even stranger. Is like <laughs> yeah,
0: just that alone. It was so
1: strange. They like he was like he wanted to wear his helmet from the 1960s, and, and he tried to do everything he could. And the, the funny thing is that what got him kicked off the team was a social media post. Like yeah. nowadays, that's that's enough. And it's funny if you go on like Reddit and stuff, people are like obsessed with what athletes like like. Or when celebrities like it, like now it is like you can't even endorse something anymore. No. You're so careful on social media. But Antonio Brown, he's a whack job, I guess. Uh, you know, I I hope his mental health is fine. I hope you know just for the sake of that. I hope that this was just some like brilliant, calculated plan with the Patriots all the time. They he did offer. He might be
5: an evil genius. He
1: might be. They did. The Patriots did offer the Steelers a first round draft pick yeah. for him. The Steelers said no, and they still got their way anyway. Goodell, they got
0: him for. Like, for nothing, The Titans
1: man. Titans, I, the, the Titans beat those overrated Browns? Like Obj, oh no bro.
5: Titans, yeah.
0: time to they tighten up. They killed the
5: Browns. I was yeah. upset.
0: I'm, I'm impressed with uh, with with the, that game. There, with their defense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they're, they're, oh, I'm, you're a, you're a Browns yeah. fan. Yeah, I wanted to oh, root for them. Well, I'm,
5: I grew up in Canton, Ohio. So It's yeah. northeast Ohio, yeah. and you right. have to root for the Browns when they have. Odell Beckham, Um, they had Baker Mayfield. They actually had some people this year. a lot of stuff to get excited about. I think it was a little ridiculous. They were talking Super Bowl talks already. So I'm happy that they got killed by so much just so people stop talking about that. Like, relax, your
1: coach is Freddie Kitchens.
5: Yeah. Um, And OBJ had
1: Eli Manning and they didn't do anything with the
5: Giants. Yeah, so, but it was still, it was a tough loss, so. Yeah. Yeah. But who did you pick? Did you say that week one was the Raiders or the Pats?
1: Oh, who who is the winner? I mean, (laughs) it's... it's, uh, I think that the viewer is kind of a loser in the sense that, like, it does get old if the Patriots win all of the time. Yeah. You know, they're the big kid yeah. on the block. Hopefully that, like, someone... It would be great if, like, a Titan stepped up and shocked them in the playoffs. Mike Rabel brought them through. Uh, my awful Jets, if they were to have an upset, which isn't going to happen because that team is just terrible as they always are. Yeah. Signing big free agent running backs and all well, that stuff. I mean, it's a full college. You Southerners down here, you guys love your college football. Yeah. Freight Alley is all about college football. You and I are kind of NFL fans, but... uh Yeah,
0: I, don't know. I would, I I would. I, my only hope is that AB can uh, can bring his dysfunctional self to the Patriots and, and just submarine them. blow them up from within. But boy, did they look impressive in dismantling the Steelers in yeah. overreaction Week One uh, that we're we're taking on right here. Uh, and I don't know, like yeah, go Titans uh, and I, and made John Gruden's Raiders. Of uh, be fruitful,
5: he's a good and, guy. My biggest thing was there was too many blowouts, yeah. there weren't a lot of close games. The Bills had a close game, but mm-hmm. other than that, yeah, there really weren't a lot of tight games. Well, wait,
0: there was that like overtime 20 game. 20 game, yeah, the Cardinals. Tied. That,
5: there was two maybe, but the rest yeah. were just like, I like to see tied. a little of that though. You like it, to see
0: that, it, yeah. It's, it's yeah. always, it's always so like 24, 21, Parity. you know, I th- 35, 34. Yeah, I don't, I like I like some like, yeah fifty nine I think the
5: best was 59. I read like ten dolphins players had text their ages yeah. directly after the traded. game saying they wanted to be traded. You
0: Are you serious? Food. I yeah. did not yeah. know that. So
5: yeah. But yeah, good week and good times as always guys and yeah. I get to leave with the diet doc take it with full diet wow, doctor pepper. Cold.
0: Well if so that makes you that happy, hair. then oh, we can always have that things. for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. thank and you guys. All right, great to have you, Emily. Thank you. big deal.
1: Big
5: deal.
0: Been a big week. It has been a big week. Well, I, I big, guess the we week just started. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a big. Uh, I think this show has been a big deal. Yeah, it's we, good. Good to be here with you, starting our you week off. We got to get for this table.
1: The commentator put it out there. He said we need to get a shim for this thing, and it's yeah. rocking backwards. You know, I feel, like the I'm at, right now. I
0: feel like I'm at Chili's. I know. I you know? feel like it's listing like. like- like I'm boat. eating one of those like queso and chips at, a, a, yeah. at Chili's and it's dripping all over. You know what
1: the... it is? I think it might be. I think it might be that plug that's underneath it there. I will figure. We'll figure out this table for you guys. Don't you worry. You next time you can follow. You can find him on Twitter at Chad Prevost. You can find me at Timothy Dooner. That's D double uh, What else we got going on? We're gonna film an episode. Of, I'm excited to film off the supply chain tomorrow. Uh, you have a new one of those that drops. When does it drop? Every, Every Friday, Friday oh, whoa, look
0: at New Off the stick. Stay tuned. Check it out right now. If you don't even know where to go or to, besides the Freight Wave site, you can just Google Freight Waves off the supply chain. Yeah. Check out that show. Always talking supply chain. Really fun stuff. Got some great, great guests and panelists competing. And uh, I get to be scorekeeper.
1: Yes, you get to be scorekeeper. Yeah. You're the... You're the MC. You are the uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince of Freight. Well,
0: that's a lot of lot yeah, you're to live two men at once.
1: <laughs> what else we got going on? Uh, brand new Freightways Insiders this week. I believe it's going to be with the wonderful Rachel Premack. Wow. Yeah, that's going to be from fun.
0: Business Insider.
1: Yeah, she's got a great career, a lot of visibility right now, and it's going to be interesting to hear her take as a woman in a male-dominated field like this. Yeah. And what having that visibility is like, and what th- that whole experience. So I'm excited to uh, to do that one. What else we have? We have Freightways now? Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yes, please. Hit that bell so you get it. Subscribe to us. We're on Apple Podcasts. And everywhere around the world where yeah. podcasts are can heard, be heard. Spotify, all those little things. All right, let's turn. You know where to find us. Let's turn it.
0: Th- yeah, I'm not going to read all that boring stuff. Uh-oh, that was the hey, wrong hey. One. I didn't say
1: that. Let's do the closing theme. I mean, you did it at some point in your life.
0: <laughs> all right, let's bang a little
1: calendar for a great week in Freight. Let's bang a little cowbell for those four guys still stuck in that ship.
2: Get no. out of
1: there. Let's bang a little cowbell for the workers, man.
0: <laughs> bang a little cowbell in Georgia. gigantic alligator. It's you, and listening to <laughs> One, The <laughs> Truck.
1: Yeah. Right here, linked to YouTube, Twitter, everywhere. The iPhone car around the world. LinkedIn Live, it's great stuff. Take it up. bad ass. <laughs>
0: We're sending your money back, your money right back in your wallet. We guarantee it, Chad. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's going to be great. Can't wait to see you there.
1: See you later in the week.